Hello, everybody. It's Brian. Not only do we have a video version of this episode on our Patreon, patreon.com slash late night, we also have a live show for our 200th episode coming up next week. That's Thursday, December 14th at Dynasty Typewriter with special guest Alpharad. Get tickets for that at bit.ly slash ln200 and make sure the L and the N are lowercase. That's important. Or just look it up on the Dynasty Typewriter calendar. All right, please come to that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And enjoy this very, very chaotic episode. So let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. For those of you watching the video, you'll notice I am not in my usual environment, which is to say squalor. (laughs) I'm in Nashville. This is Jim Roach's home studio. We are out here this week doing pre-production for Under the Covers 4, as mentioned on the previous episode of Late Night. And so I'm uh, I'm in Jim's home studio in Nashville right now. Wow. How does it feel? It feels great. I love Nashville. We went straight from the airport. Jim picked me up and we went to Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Oh, shit. I got the chicken tenders. Now, look, I I used to be able to handle spicier food than I can now. I like spicy food. I don't want to pay for it in the near future. That's where I am. It's a Faustian bargain. I really, I want it. I want to taste it. Mm -hmm. I do not want to deal with it later because I will cry. And crying when you're in the bathroom is like not out of sadness. Like there's a sad bathroom cry, like a Tobias Funke sitting on the floor of the shower cry. But then there's the like, I'm paying dearly for decisions I made cry in the bathroom. And that one is not good. If I may get real for a moment, the the worst feeling is the... I'm pretty sure I'm not done shitting feeling and I have no idea when I will be. <laughs> well, no, it's it's when you have to start removing your clothes yeah. <laughs> to, yes. to muscle through. Why is that the universal impulse? And because you're sweating through your shirt. That's the really bad one is when you start sweating through your other clothes. That's that's very upsetting. For, I don't even know if it's just sweat because it would be like... There's a lot going on. It, it's just like there's a primal communion happening. Yeah. It's like a ritual. It's like, God, you need to get it out of me now. Yeah, it doesn't matter how... And the clothes are in the way of that. How civilized you think you are. When you're in that situation, you're, <laughs> all bets are off and you're just a fucking animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are shadows on the wall of the cave and you don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're no. prostrating yourself as a disgusting beast nude in the eyes of God, yeah. weeping on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the things I remember actually when NSP toured through Nashville. I think it was like it was the first time we ever had a tour bus and, and all that. We did a show and they were like, what do you want to eat after the show? And I said, look, I would love hot chicken, but I know you can't shit on the bus. And if I eat hot chicken the night before, it's going to be a big problem the next morning. And that was some good (laughs) thinking because I have had that problem before on the tour or or since, I should say, on the tour bus. And it has not been a good scene. No, This is a great way to really (laughs) lure people into the show. Yeah, we're coming up on episode 200 and we're just having detailed shit chat, which is... DSC. You know, at least we're 
people know what they're getting into. This is the level of quality you can expect. Have we grown as podcasters over the three years? You would think. I don't know, but we certainly have more more fragile bowels, at least by now. I think I think podcasting does something to your innards, and we deserve it, obviously. But it's an yeah, occu- occupational we're hazard. Crimes against crimes against podcasting, crimes against comedy. It just it's uncouth. Speaking of which, we need to do my trial. We have two lawyers. Ready. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do need to do that. And I feel like, you know, not to shit on your lawyer who has given me real actual legal advice, IRL. Uh, I feel like I got a pretty good one in my corner uh, who is ideologically aligned with me. I agree. I, I think we have two very good lawyers uh, and good people and we need a judge and not a real judge, but a judge judge. Yeah. And we have not decided who. That's like the missing piece. It is. This. We can get a really great judge. What if it was Phobos, though? I don't trust how to say this, his moral character. <laughs> right, because he's a bad guy, right. He's a bad guy. But if we're going by bad guy standards, everyone we know is a bad guy. I'm a bad guy, duh. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie Brightburn about the little boy who is evil? No, but I. it's like evil Superman, right? Yeah. The one and only time I've ever been blackout drunk was when I watched that movie. And when <laughs> the credits roll, it's it the it hits with Billie Eilish's bad guy and I fell on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real quick, who wins in a fight? Brightburn or Saltburn? <laughs> you mean is Saltburn in the, you know, you've you just mice and some salt. That's just to be clear. Oh, no, I'm talking about that. You don't know about the new movie, Saltburn? No, I am not up to date on anything. Oh, so Saltburn is a, a film currently in cinemas by what's her name, the uh, Promising Young Woman director. I don't know her name because I haven't seen Promising Young Woman, even though it her name. sounds cool. But apparently some stuff goes down and basically <laughs> kid goes to stay with a rich family and antics happen. I think I'm going to become the guy who just, you know, describes every single movie plot or anything that happens in media as... Stuff goes down. Oh, this is Saltburn. If you had just said that it's the movie with evil Jory, I would have known. Oh. <laughs> Tell me he has an evil Jory. Watching Killing of a Sacred Deer, I was like, that's just Jory. Hold on. Barry Keegan is this. evil Jory. Prove me wrong. Yeah, actually, I would say Barry Ke- Keegan, Kogan? I have no idea. Don't trust me on anything ever. That's a late night promise. Okay, we're going to call him, we're going to call him Barry Kogan. Keogan. Uh, he looks to me like evil Jory crossed with Elon Musk. That's really insensitive to Barry Kogan, Keegan. Or, no, sorry, he is Jory times Markiplier. That's who Barry Kogan is. Look at Oh, him. that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Did you see Killing of a Sacred Deer? No, I haven't, actually. Although I did come up with the, uh, I think this might have been an NSP tweet, the porn parody version called Filling of a Naked Rear. <laughs> that's very good, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my job. Did you see Craig Craig Mason's Chernobyl? No, I keep meaning to. Haven't done it yet. It's very good. He's only in one episode. I highly recommend it. I find Craig Mason insufferable. I paid money for his Script Notes podcast for years and listened to it and reached a certain critical mass where I was like, I can't fucking stand you. I hate all podcasters, but you especially. Uh-huh. But the Chernobyl, Chernobyl, Chernobyl show is so good. And Jared Harris, mwah, very, very good. Oh, he's the best. It's great. I love him. Just such effective like horror cinema about an, a thing that I am interested in. Yeah. 
And he Mason's doing The Last of Us too, right? Isn't that one yeah, of his? Yeah, he is. And I am never going to forgive. Hmm. I don't want. Okay, bold take here. Oh, I don't want. Wait, I don't want hold the on, Jarek, 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 Jarek. Put in a siren, <sighs> a hot take siren, like we do. <sighs> okay, thank you, thank you for that, Jarek. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't want the era of video game prestige TV. Like, look. I'm a whore mm-hmm. for Fallout. We all know this. This is well established. I don't. Do I like it about myself? No. Am I going to change it? Also, no. I saw the images from the Fallout TV show. I don't want to be the angry Fallout fanboy, but I feel it in my bones. And I'm just going to do, you know, we did my hot take siren. More importantly, this this is Layton's Blorbo future cast. Blorbo? This is my prediction. What? Are you not familiar with the term Blorbo? I am definitely not. Okay, so it's like on Tumblr, you refer to a character that like you get really obsessed with as your Blorbo. Because, uh, you know, every, everybody has their own little guy. And so it's generally like, that's your Blorbo. Mm-hmm. Walton Goggins' ghoul is going to be Tumblr's Blorbo. And I never thought I would see the day that Walton Goggins would be a sex object and not just like having the bone structure of a racist. So I'm really happy for him that he gets to be, (laughs) that they got to change it a little bit so he doesn't have a nose. And I think that probably makes him look less like a racist from the 1800s. Not to always go back to to this, but there's another NSP tweet related to this from many years ago, which was, and then everything went all Walton Goggins, (laughs) which I really like as a phrase just to describe when something goes horribly awry. I do like that. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not like this at all, but I've just been thinking about, I don't even fucking remember what happens in this episode, but the episode of 30 Rock where they're trying to do a wool ad campaign. And so Jenna's saying that everything's very wool. So when something good happens now, I'm like, that's so, that's very wool. I have no memory of this. The way that this conversation is moving is like we've stolen a truck and have run over several objects we don't care to identify. Also, Kyle McLaughlin is in the Fallout show. Oh, when is this supposed to come out? April 2024. Oh, okay. And I will watch. Anyway, sorry, back to my original point of I don't want video game prestige TV unless it's personally making me money. And we know that won't happen because there is no situation mm-hmm. in which Dream Daddy becomes a prestige TV show. Oh, the only but option. We're about to cast it. <sighs> no. Can't keep going. Uh, yes. The only way that gets adapted is as like a really bad reality dating show. Regardless, will I take the check? Yes. Do I want to be involved? No. But I just don't want video game prestige TV and I don't want it because it seems like I haven't watched any of Last of Us. I don't want it to do this general thing where something comes out and it should be dog shit and it's like an acceptable level of like, yeah, this is a thing we spent millions of dollars on and is like passable as content. And then everyone's like, this is fucking the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life because it has characters and themes. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. And I don't want to see a billion TV adaptations of video games. I think video games are video games and there is a reason that it's an interactive medium and not just like a shit that you watch So my therapist, who I adore and who is the best therapist I've ever had, has, I to the point that I think he might be fucking with me, that he has not not seen anything. And I will will make references to things. The only shared cultural touch point is The Sopranos, which, of course, I love. But everything Mm -hmm. else, even stuff, because he's like late 30s, maybe. Even stuff that I'm like, okay, 
guy who hasn't seen anything surely has seen Dr. Strangelove. Like there's always the handful of like older movies. Yeah, one of the that, most famous movies. One in of the, the world, most yeah. famous movies. And I mentioned, and he was like, what is that? What? Is, oh, that's different than hasn't seen. That's oh yeah. This is what worse. I mean. This is the thing that fucks me up regularly. And recently, sorry, maybe just ripped like the nastiest fucking fart and I have to live with it because she's on my lap right now. So Hell good yeah. job. Thank you. Uh, oh, it has like waves to it. <laughs> You're you so have people not watching this. You really want to see Layden's face right You're now. You're so small. How do you have that in you? What mm-hmm. is it? I know. All right. Anyway, but I, you know, I was talking about something and my therapist was like, well, you know, I, I, there's this show, The Last of Us, and one of the, the girl on it said something similar to what you just said. And I was like, you watched The Last of Us? And he was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. And I was like, that is a video game TV show. And he was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know it was a video game. And I don't want any media that I'm going to suddenly get jump scared by my poor sweet therapist being yeah, like, oh, fair. I watched the Fallout TV show because then I'm going to have to be like, you know how we always talk about how I want to fuck all these war criminals in video games? That is Fallout, Dr. Therapist. <laughs> What's the worst video game? And not something trivially stupid like Pac-Man that they could turn into a TV show. Like something that they would try to adapt. I would watch, okay. This is not fail. even... An answer to the question, I would love a Leisure Suit Larry TV show. (laughs) Well, okay, sure. I mean... Would that not be dope? It would be. You know, it's it's such a cliche, but like peak era John Lovitz... Oh my God. ...person Uh, for that, right? Oh, can you you imagine? I'm talking like late 80s John Lovitz, right? Yeah. Even like happiness era John Lovitz. Oh my God. You are shit. Yeah. I'm champagne, but he's Leisure Suit Larry. Fuck. <laughs> who? But right now, if we were going to cast Leisure Suit Larry, who would it be? This is the theme of this show. Casting. <laughs> we're casting things. Casting for for bits, which I refuse to do. Casting off casting for casting. bad habits as we move into this mm-hmm. new year. Casting off negative energy. Casting off the previous 200 episodes for... Yes. Uh, a somewhat of a, a renaissance. Casting off potential new listeners by opening an episode by starting talking about shit and then breezing past yeah. multiple things that probably should have been explained and just barreling ahead. Welcome to Late Night oh, with Brian that's Wecht. That's, that is the podcast that you're unfortunately listening to. I'm Leighton Gray and I'm here and I haven't been here recently because I've been very sick and I am mostly better now. So I am once again, unfortunately here. And that's Brian Wecht in Tennessee. Yes, what up, Layton years? This is Brian Wacht here in They're Layton Knights, goddammit. Knights with a K. Fuck you. No, your supporters are Layton Knights, and my supporters are uh, Republicans. <laughs> 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 Boom. Can you think of the last time that you had to hear a Lumineers song? I can't, I, and I'm, I'm very happy about it. I, that, that era of twee folk pop did Ugh. nothing for me, personally. I know people loved it, <sighs> but yeah, no, no thank you. Unless you're Johnny Cash, I don't want to hear you talking in the middle of a song. And if you start telling mm-hmm. me some twee shit, I want to throttle you in a non-threatening yeah. way. I, I do firmly believe, look, there are a lot of bad band names out there. Mm-hmm. Nothing will ever be worse than fun with a period at the end. 
It is truly an all-timer bad band name. And I'm not even saying I necessarily dislike the songs. It is just that band name radiates not fun. It's like the least fun band name that you could think of. I hate that I band think name. Far be it from either of us to say anything about what is or what isn't fun, because I think we are maybe no, the fair. two first worst people to consult on the general concept of fun. Uh, yeah. I'll circle back around to this, but I was walking around LA Comic Con this weekend and just feeling dour about myself. Anyway, what the fuck? We're, we're casting laser, laser, well, okay, laser we're shoot, ca- suits. I, I do want to hear fucking- about Comic Con. I'll talk yeah, about we're it casting later. Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, I can't think with... of actors and all I want, and I don't care about age. You floated John Lovitz in his prime, and now I anything else is just it's not going to be better than that. Is yeah. John John Ham too hot? <laughs> Probably, right? He is too hot. He's not allowed to actually be hot. You have to get somebody kind of gross. No, here. What if it's Neil Patrick Harris? Was that a joke? No, no. <laughs> He, I guess he's not gross. Well, it's it not does seem like people not... have kind of turned on him. Oh, they have. Well, you know what it was? It was his fucking Architectural Digest home tour where he revealed that he and his husband have the worst taste of all time. It's like, your oh, house is so that. tacky, I cannot support you anymore. Because if I watch anything that you're in, the money is going to go into you buying a variety of ginghams and plaids that do not fucking match. Were you a Dr. Horrible? person when that came out you take of course a you wild were, fucking right? guess yeah yeah of course you were it was your favorite thing ever and you memorized all the songs yeah uh-huh to this day yeah. they get stuck in my head it's it's bad mm-hmm. were you mr musicals you know what i've never seen it we should watch it for the patreon i would happily watch it it was definitely one of those things it fell into the for me the same category uh, although to a much lesser extent as Hamilton does, where so many people told me it was the greatest thing ever that I could not bring myself to possibly watch it. Like if you put Hamilton against Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, I'm unhappy because they're both musicals helmed by people who I respect creatively but dislike intensely. And everything Mm -hmm. about both of those things makes me cringe out of my skin. (laughs) It's... Okay, Creators aside, there's definitely some threshold at which something receives enough acclaim where I'm like, okay, now I can never watch this. Yeah. And is that just me being contrarian? Probably. But I don't know. Like, I kind of want to never see Hamilton now. I mean, my my go-to on it was enough white people told me it was the best rap they'd ever heard that I was like. That's a red flag. That is a red flag. like a red flag. But also, a lot of people whose taste I really respect tell me, no, no, it's like actually legitimately great. So it's probably great, but I may never know. I appreciate that there are many things that we're aligned on and many things that were very different. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. how at opposite ends on musicals we are. Mm-hmm. But there was a period when I was in middle school where, thank God, I didn't become a theater kid. I was a theater child for a while, but I didn't become like a capital T, capital K theater kid. But I was mm-hmm. I was deeply into Doctor Horrible and a very Potter musical and all of that you stuff. You would have been exactly the right age for it, right? Yeah, I had them all pirated on my my iPod Touch and my iPod Nano. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, why did why why did we bring oh Neil Patrick Harris in his tacky house? No, he can't. He, he's not allowed yeah. to be leisurely. Grosser. Okay, he's okay, not gross. Okay. He's an attractive he's not man. Gross. That's true. I guess. 
We need middle, middle or age. 40, 40 to 50, 40 to 55. Can't be like 60 and up. That's too old for leisure. I'm suit. saying 50 minimum, like 48, 50 minimum. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, actually, you know who would be great? Who? Is Bill Hader. You have hmm. to admit he can do slimy really well. He does do slimy really well, but I think the sliminess needs to be a little bit more genuine because he's so good at putting it on, but I don't know why I'm even fighting against my favorite little IRL blurbo uh, being in this thing. I just, you know, it does not quite pass the vibe check no matter how much I want to sexualize that old man for like the 15th year in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, Giamatti is what I was going to say. Paul Giamatti. Oh my God. Yes. Paul Giamatti, Laser Shoot Larry. No other video game adaptation. I don't give a fuck until they give us that. And I'm presuming you don't want to do the thing where we cast the dads in Dream Daddy. I so do not want to. I will say, though, okay. I will say, though, for oh, one, oh, this, oh, this, this oh. is a retroactive... Scoop, Jarek, 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 sound the stop, scoop stop, alarm. No. Jarek, sound the scoop alarm. No. As the sun goes down, my little light that I set up is becoming more and more like an interrogation lamp... Um, Mm -hmm. as you're doing this. My retroactive, I was not aware of this person at the time, but do you know who I think would be the absolute perfect cast for a Joseph Christensen? Uh, Let me look at the picture. Hold on. All right, hit me. Anthony Starr. Yep, you're correct. Yeah, right? He's perfect. Yep, 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 yep. He's perfect. These guys are actually pretty hard to cast, a lot of them. I guess. I guess so. I will say... Mary Christensen, my favorite character I've ever written, is 100,000% was meant to be like a Patricia Clarkson. That's my move. Oh, yeah. She's the best. The ages don't work out anywhere on these, but that that would have been the thing. That's fine. It's just a general demeanor. Yes. We've talked about the Seven Minutes in Heaven video or the Seven Minutes in Heaven series with Mike... Whatever. The Patricia Clarkson one where they're in the closet and they're genuinely flirting with each other and genuinely make out. Yes. And he is yes. like red as a beat. I rewatch that video all the time. That's awesome. She's incredible. I mean, because she's really like she is the Riz, dude. Oh, you just used the word, word of, of the, the year. year. I know. I know. I saw it in passing. Everybody at home, just go watch Seven Minutes in Heaven with Patricia Clarkson and tell me that that like who could say no? In that closet with like a slightly wine drunk Patricia Clarkson who's telling you that her lipstick is called cherries in the snow. Would. No one in their right mind would pass. All right. Anyway. First of all, is Riz a word you have used before? Is that a part of your vocabulary? No, I have used it ironically, but not in the way that I Great. a lot of other things ironically. What about you? Are you a Rizzler? Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, I am. Well, of course. The moment that I heard Riz, can I ask, Layton, what context do you think I would most use the word charisma in? In D&D. Correct. So the the question then becomes, what is the slang version of all the D&D character attributes? Right? So we've got uh, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. So yes, charisma is riz. Then wisdom is whiz, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Intelligence. I'm going to go with uh, Telly. Telly, yeah, Dexy, as in Dexy's Midnight right? Runners. Correct. Absolutely. Strength. Strength is a hard one. I feel like it just becomes an emoji. Yeah, it's the flex arm emoji. Yeah. Okay, great. And then. 
constitution is just toot. <laughs> yeah. I'm full of toot so, right now. <laughs> yes. I, I was thinking about that on the flight out here today because I, I also saw the Riz word of the year thing and I was like, oh, Riz. And I actually I had to look it up. Not what, what it meant, but what the uh, etymology was or the mm-hmm. likely etymology, I should say. And then, Charisma, you know, a young yeah. man's thoughts turn to D&D. As they always do. Yes. Well, we're really covering a lot of... It's been a second since A, I've recorded, and B, that it's been you and me. Yes. It's been a while. It's very, very strange to be speaking words into a microphone again and questioning my existence and my place in this world as we cast off self-doubt and cast Paul Giamatti's leisure leisure suit, Larry. Why is that so hard for me to say? I don't know. When those first games came out, I was in my Sierra phase, and but I was a little too young to play Leisure Suit Larry. Although I did play Police Quest, which has a sexy scene in it, oh, which I remember very being aware good. of. Like you pull, you pull over an attractive young woman, and she does like the is isn't there anything we can do kind of thing. Uh-huh. And if you say yes, I think the game ends and you get fired or something. <laughs> That kind of rules. I love that. Admittedly, my only exposure yeah. to Sierra games is through Game Grumps and Steam Train. So there's that right. for you. Hold on. If I look up, hold on, Police Quest Hot Girl. Are they going to show this? Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is this is bringing me back. The name of the hot girl you pull over in Police Quest is Helen Hotz. <laughs> and this is her picture. Oh my god. Oh. So she's wearing an off the shoulder number with a uh, Why does that look revealing. like Ringo's MS Paint art? That's the vibe I'm getting. I love that. Oh, I remember Police Quest. Wow. I love those Sierra games. Oh my God, I love them so much. Helen Hots. I totally Helen forgot Hots. about that. Oh, it, it has been a minute. So you were supposed to come over for Thanksgiving. I was, and, and I had to miss Thanksgiving because I was too busy shitting. <laughs> <laughs> and we were supposed to record a fun gimmicky episode, and I was too busy shitting. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt great about it. Uh, Continue. Well, I, I mean, I hope it makes you feel better to know that we had an incredible time and it was a lovely evening with really wonderful That's people. That's great. I'm so glad that yes. you guys had such a great time. We did. The lack of your presence was noted and your presence was missed. And big shout out to you and your wife for being so kind and for supporting well, me through least, my difficult the time. Least we could do. Including my <laughs> six-hour difficult time in the Hollywood Presbyterian emergency room for the shitting. Although, to be fair, that was a, a cross you bore uh, just by yourself. We got you there and back, but... Yeah, that's you know, true. I did most of the hard work on that one. There is truly nothing more Lynchian than an L.A. emergency oh. room in Hollywood next to the Scientology Do you want to describe Center. any of your experiences there? 
Have you guys seen the videos on YouTube where it's like, you're in the back rooms? I know your daughter's seen those, uh, where you're in the back rooms. Just imagine the back rooms, but there are a bunch of shitty chairs there in a communal bathroom that a security guy who isn't paying attention has to buzz you into. And there are like a dozen people who all need to use the same bathroom to give the the triage a a piss sample, but also you have to shit every five minutes and you want to start screaming and you have to get the attention of the security guy and everybody else is fighting over to use the one toilet that has toilet paper that is tissue paper. So thank you. It was great. I had a really great time. I had so much fun waiting for six fucking hours in the ER, watching everyone else get seen and discharged and for me to go in and be back there and be like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Am I dying? And they're like, I don't know. Here's like a pill, I guess. And then you take the pill that's supposed to work and it makes you feel like you're going to pass out and be dizzy. And you're like, am I actually dying for real? And it's like, no, that is the main side effect of the pill that they gave you is that you feel dizzy and like you're going to die. So make your choice, bitch. Do you want to shit incessantly or do you want to feel like you're going to pass out or die? Pit. So we had a great Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm so glad. I didn't even mean yeah. to talk about this sh- stuff on the show. I'm not being specific about it, just that I was shitting a lot. So you're welcome. But you are feeling much better, to be fair, right? It's an improvement. It's an improvement. There we go. That's all we're looking for. Positive change. <laughs> yes. Positive now, change. Now, I want to I hear about your experience at Comic-Con. Because you oh, went yes. to LA Comic-Con with one Mr. Jory Griffiths. Yes. You see, because I spent over a week shitting my brains out, among other symptoms, I was like, if I have to miss out on LA Comic Con and doing a homebody panel, I'm going to lose my mind. But I took a lot of Imodium, which I guess is how I have to operate now, which is taking a lot of Imodium before I go somewhere, which is great. And we went and we had a wonderful time. We had like 20 people come to the homebody panel, which was 19 more than I expected. And we did a little PowerPoint where we talked about the game that I, you know, I was, I was, I haven't been speaking in front of people in public in like four years now. And I got super nervous and shy for some fucking reason. And I recorded that panel on my phone. And I guess by the time this episode comes out, it will have been the mini-sode for this week if I'm able to clean up the audio enough. The thing is, is that when we were waiting for the lift, I was pulling out my phone to Venmo Jory at the end of the day for the various things that he paid for, like a king and a gentleman. And I realized that I had never stopped the recording from being on the panel. (laughs) So there was like Uh an additional hour and a half of in-my-pocket phone audio on the con floor that is shockingly, disturbingly clear of every single conversation Jory and I had, which honestly, it was like, we've recorded so much stuff knowingly that we're recording with Jory and getting to hear after multiple years of hearing myself every week on this show and this form of of Leighton that the internet gets. It was nice to hear like, quote unquote, off Leighton on a recording. Uh Can I quantify that difference? More negative and generally bitchier about media. <laughs> That's how I would describe it. that was possible. Yeah. Oh, folks, you are getting like the tiniest little toe of Leighton dipped into this show. So I hope you know how unhinged I am when I am not recording. I will say anytime you're like, here's a really hot take I can't say publicly. <laughs> it's always great. Thank you. I know because I'm correct and I know I'm correct. Because you're correct and they're never things that are like offensive or problematic. They're just things that would make people mad. They're too real for the internet to have. That's exactly correct. And I think that capturing yourself on video and audio for the internet steals pieces of your soul and the piece of my soul that wants to say 
lot needs to stay with me. <laughs> it needs to stay on God's side. Anyway, so we were walking around LA Comic Con. I haven't been to a con in years. I've never been to LA Comic Con. Yeah. yeah, same. I would not go and I will never go again unless I am given a badge to show up on a panel. Shory and I, appropriate to the game that we made, uh, are homebodies and do not like crowds. And we spent most of the day there just walking around and looking at stuff. And it was really nice to talk to people at the panel and a couple of people who recognized Jory and talked to Jory and then were also like, hi, Layton, which is like, okay, yeah, I can I can be the accessory. I'm fine with it. Uh, it was very mm. sweet and I enjoyed it. Did you hang out at the booth? Of the course. We hung out with the wonderful yeah. merch ladies and I, as always, stole some stickers. You know, I say stole, I'm like, can I have these? And they say, yeah, oh, take whatever you want. But I still feel like I've committed a crime. But we went through the artist's alley and all the little exhibition things. We saw Gamer Sup's waifu cups, which... Jory sent you the images of this. He did. And I have to say, I was unwilling to Google it for fear of what I might see that I couldn't unsee. Uh So what are those? Tell me what a Gamer Sup's waifu cup... Is. I'm not even entirely sure. We walked past it. Okay, and they, great. That actually makes me feel a lot better. And they were dumping like what looks like wiper fluid into a margarita machine and they had cups. And I think the idea is that a gamer sup waifu cup, oh, it's keto friendly. Oh, thank God. I noticed that actually on the thing he sent, yeah. I think it's a gamer supplement plus cups with titties on them and it's very distasteful. Uh, and walking around with Jory, who is a big respecter oh, of women. sups is supplement. Yeah, but I wouldn't, you know, fault you for looking at the giant, uh, sweet swinging chariots of these anime girls and assume that it was some other type of sup. I assumed it was some lingo that I didn't know and didn't want to know. Some Shakespearean, I have supped. There was a version of this where that's short for suppository. (laughs) And I really... Gamers was afraid that that might cups. be true. It would be like a, a diva cup for gamers and you get your supplements through the anal suppository. Yeah, that's right. Gamers would love that. Gamers would love that. Anyway, but it's like supplements in the There's jars. something about how you said that that I really like. <laughs> how yeah. I said what? Gamers would love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been taken hostage and I'm trying to pitch <laughs> yeah. what gamers are going to be into. Anyway, looking at these supplement jars that Joy took pictures of, keto-friendly, less than one calories, zero carbs, no fillers, and then an I, nootropics. I was disturbed at how many nootropics boosts there were. What's a nootropic? That's a great question, Brian. I don't know. I just associate it with hucksters. (laughs) It's like, you drink this drink that gives you more brain cells for your gaming. Hold on. Okay, we're going to look at this. Nootropics. Anyway, all of this is building up to the fact that there's like, imagine a regular like sportsy oh, supplement. It has to be total bullshit. Jug, but it has like an anime girl on it with poorly. Okay, hold on. Sidebar here. We're just going off on this episode. Why do people who draw anime girls with really big titties draw breasts like they hate what breasts look like? <laughs> As a bisexual <laughs> who loves titties, boobs are great. All of them look cool. Why are you drawing them like balloons? You're missing the entire point of why a boob is good. So fuck off. I agree with this. Anyway, the name of this supplement is Blowhole Blast. Oh my God. And they want you to pay money for it. And they want you to be seen paying money for it. I think maybe they would do a little bit better if they handed you a paper bag to put over your head before you do it. 
because it's not even B-L-O-W hole. It's B-L-O apostrophe hole. Here's the way they should do this. Do you know how at Amoeba, for example, you check out and then the clerk takes your stuff and goes to the end of the counter and like hands it to you? So you don't just like check out with your stuff and then walk away with it. They take it and give it to you like at the exit. They should have some version of this for these cons where it's the stuff that you would not want to be seen buying. And I I, I hope I'm not offending anyone when I say that a gamer sup waifu cup is exactly in this category. And you can get like a list, like a document, or maybe it's on the website where you can kind of check out anonymously. And at the end, they just give you a brown paper bag with all your embarrassing shit. In it. <laughs> and then you can go home and enjoy your waifu cup. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I think that's a good idea. I think walking around, because I have disposable income and a variety of obsessive interests in nerd shit, this is the kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, twist my arm. I will drop a lot of money here if you have a thing that I want, which was namely, if you have any Fallout shit, if you have any Cyberpunk 2077 shit, if you just have any Mm -hmm. things that are cute, I am a sucker. I am the prime sucker. Draw me in. And there was not... A lot of that. Jory and I were really like struggling to find cute stuff to the point that like when we finally got to a booth that had cute stuff, we were like, nobody has cute stuff. This is the only place that actually has cute stuff. That's so surprising. Not to shade everybody there, but it's just a lot of shit that doesn't appeal to me. I don't want, Hmm. you know, titty Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy art. It's just a little pat for me at this point. It's interesting watching the trends of like, what are the big properties that are in the artist alley booths? And also, I don't want to shit on everybody's talent. It's it's not that you're not talented. It's just that you're not drawing stuff that I want to buy or am interested in. I'm like kind of past the a certain yeah. fan art appreciation portion of my life. Not that I don't appreciate I'm digging a hole. I'm digging a hole. You're all very talented. It's just not for me. Um, but it seems like the really big ones right now are Has-Been Hotel. Well, wait, hold on. You just texted me something. You said, I didn't mean that. They're not talented. That's very funny. It's funny how you can see both of my hands and then my phone is on the other side of the room. You used your feet. I used you my feet. Oh, that. I was going to go for I used my psychic mind waves to <laughs> make it happen. We are casting spells of malintent. Another fitting full circle on this casting episode. Anyway, the big ones feel like Hasman Hotel, Hell of a Boss, The Amazing Digital Circus, hmm. and then anime, which is the, you know, anime never changes. But... There was just a lot of that stuff, which I'm not really into. But Jory and I found a booth that had really adorable things and I couldn't decide mm. on what to buy. And so mm. I ended up getting the coolest mm. hat ever, which is this. Oh my God. Well, I know someone who would like that hat very much. I know. Much. Well, for audio listeners, this is a black bucket hat with a bunny face and bunny ears on it. I had a black bucket hat that said fuck off on it that I bought as a joke. That I Wear the hat, please. I think it'll fit over my... That, that I that I washed and then it got too small. For- <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> that was actually so much better than I thought it was going to be. That was really great. Yeah, I had a black bucket hat because I think bucket hats are like one of the dumbest things that's ever happened to fashion. But then I bought one as a joke and it said fuck off on it. And I adored that hat. And then I washed it and it got like maybe size, uh, oh, like no. a little too big for her. Otherwise, she would be wearing it constantly. But I'm very... I'm pleased to have a bucket hat again. Do you like how you look in a bucket hat? Because I will say, I we made NSP bucket hats and I put one on and Rachel was like, no, <laughs> never. Well, look, 
I slept in the clothes that I wore to the con and I put on that bucket hat and I went to Whole Foods at eight in the morning the next day. And a guy was like, oh my God, I love your whole outfit. And so we went. <laughs> okay, great. We went and it was like, thanks, That's buddy. Great. I slept yeah. in this and I'm unsure if I shit my pants in the parking lot a little bit and I'm too afraid to check. Spoiler alert, I did not, but the fear was there. Uh, speaking of cute things, there was a booth that had a bunch of little custom Lego figurines. And mm-hmm. so Jory and I both went nuts and I got some for myself. Here's a little Lego Jason. Jory also got oh, a Lego Jason. And I got uh-huh. this little Lego pyramid head. Oh, yep. Look uh-huh. at him. He's cute. Very anyway. Cute. Wait, so are those made from actual Legos? Is that what they are? I guess so, yeah. They're really nicely done and they were super cheap too. But Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what do they have for the gamers? And I got Mm -hmm. these for Audrey. Oh, yeah. Little Minecraft. Yeah, it's it's a little Minecraft skeleton and a Breath of the Wild link. Yep. Oh, she's going to love it. So I'm going to give her that and the DLC for Animal Crossing. What else happened there? We saw a lot of really great cosplays. I missed seeing cosplays. Dog ear that, more importantly, is we're walking into up to the LA Convention Center. I hear just like a, just this this clarion call over these throngs of gamers. And I hear someone angrily spouting into a microphone, life is not a video game. And there were Christian protesters oh, outside. Yay. I was so Oh, that's excited. so great. Did they have signs? Yes, they did. It was just like home. <laughs> really made me miss the South. Wait, so what specifically they were just protesting the idea of video games. Is that right? We are all sinners who needed to be saved. I was really hoping sure, that they would have a course. video game specific sign because I really wanted to be like, how much can I buy that? <laughs> uh, yes. Because I want it. But no, they were they were yelling that we're all behaving like a bunch of kindergartners who do whatever they want, and that's not going to get us into heaven. And I was thrilled. That's my favorite shit. I love it. It makes me really yeah. happy. You know that there's 0% conversion rate on that. And the whole, I mean, understanding like Christian and fundamentalist shit, it's like that is your mission to do this. You're not actually trying to win anybody over. But I really enjoyed right. that. Life is not a video game. How often you get to hear That's somebody yell that seriously at a group of people? Like, amazing. Yeah. Laughing hysterically the whole time. This was many years ago. You would have been a mere child at this point. But there was someone who was going around to like the worst of the worst of these, like Westboro Baptist Church yeah. type jerk bags. And just standing next to them with a sign that said Verizon sucks, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just such a great way to like take the wind out of their horrible, horrible sales. Yeah, I like that a lot. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. So there were those. And somehow the fundamentalists were less disturbing than the large Marine Corps and Army presence at LA Comic Con. Wait, wait, not as as not as wait, protesters. They, they were there as, as booths. Yes, yeah, as, as booths. No, not as fans. As recruitment. Oh, they're recruiting? As recruitment booths at the gamer what? conference. And it was just like Hey, kids, you oh, like shooting they, things in video games? What yeah. if you did it in real life? <laughs> They're trying to Ender's Game the situation. That's they are the goal, trying to Ender's right? Game the situation. It was like they spent a lot of money to be here. And in the way that I think that nobody let Jesus into their heart this weekend, but I am willing to bet a bunch of kids probably are like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the military. I love Call of Duty. I bet. I, I'm sure they got at least a couple people. Really disturbing. I hate it. 
How does that work? If you can you sign a contract you can't get out of at those booths? I don't know. I don't actually know. I mean, it's possible, I guess, because I don't put anything above them in terms of getting people on the door. But yeah, that'd be pretty shitty. It would. It at least starts the like, hey, it's really cool and fun. Your mom's mad at you because you shoot people in video games. What if you did it for real and we're like a hero for it? Um, Oh, man. Anyway, so there was that. The cosplay was great to see. My favorite thing, my absolute favorite thing is children in cosplay. It just makes me so happy because it's like if Mm -hmm. I got to go to a Comic-Con at your age and have a costume, I would have died and ascended straight to Christian heaven. Like I, Mm I am just like you are having the best time and I wish I could have experienced like your parents are here to buy you video game shit and to support your interest in video games and not relentlessly mock you for being interested in video games. Must be nice. Love it. Uh, But I got to see so many baby Sans Undertales, a little bunch of baby spring traps. I got to see an adult in a ghost face costume with a toddler in a ghost face costume. It was the cutest thing ever. That's pretty great. As you saw in the picture the jury sent, I think the person who wins the cosplay is somebody with a real Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us costume. Yeah, that was a good one. They just had it and they were walking around in it and it was awesome. We saw Onceler from behind. Just the mm-hmm. hat was tall and it was like, there he is. There's the Twisler. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I saw two cyberpunk anime people and they looked great. And I told them that they looked great, mm-hmm. very awkwardly. I saw two follow-up, but there were just two people in vault suits, which, you know, good for you. Love it. Did you see any ninja sex parties? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to say no. You'd be correct. Yeah. Do you want to guess what the number one most spotted cosplay at this convention was? Let's see. And this is General Comic Con, number one most spotted. Something that's really hot right now. Is it Baldur's Gate stuff? I actually wouldn't even recognize them if there were. I'll tell you because you're not going to guess. It was Sexy Homelander. That was the most... Oh. Maybe maybe just because it's a very spotable costume, but there were a lot of them. And to be fair, the boys cast were there like doing panels and shit, so it like makes sense. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. But there were so many of them. It was nuts. Mm -hmm. It was cool. They all looked great. There was one lady who had like sparkly tights, like they had glitter sewn into them and it just looked so cool. It's like, man, the fascists are really bringing it back. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, I think it's time for segments. Oh, the fascism made you think of segments? Interesting. It made me think of how I've been oppressed. Well, my comedic voice has been oppressed by you for nigh on 200 episodes. So true. And so true, Ken. Go off. I feel like it's finally, finally, I have a a moment or two to express myself. Of course. And so that made me think of of the segments we do. You know, I wish I could... We do them that we had like smell-o-vision technology because I think it's unfair. Oh, believe that, me, you don't. <laughs> I think it's unfair that you're saying this to me and maybe it's just fucking crop dusting in my lap. Mm, and I don't I love it. enjoy it. And I, I wish so I could <laughs> give it to you because this is terrible. I've been giving her like a little bit of hard-boiled egg as a treat. I'm probably going to stop doing that because this is I not might, I might stop doing that. So <laughs> our first segment, is our pop culture recommendation segment, Layton. This is where you and I 
together and any guests we might have get to talk about our favorite things we've been enjoying recently. Could be a book, a movie, a video game, or whatever. As you know, this segment is called Let's Pop About It. And we don't have the ability to play the theme song, uh, but it does go here. All right. That was the Let's Pop About It theme song. Has it, has it always been called Let's Pop About It? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Can you definitively say? Yes. You don't, you, do the name, do the words what's poppin' ring a bell? I mean, I understand those words individually, but as a phrase, I, I know that's something the kids say. Like, what's poppin', bestie? That, I mean, that to me personally sounds bussin'. The segment's called Let's Pop About It. Yeah, we, <laughs> we agree. No, that's not me agreeing. That's an incredulous question. That's that's what that, oh, this not, is. What, it's not a quite. It's a statement of fact. Well, let me let me ask. Do you, would you like to oppress me by <laughs> yeah, renaming this segment to be something else? I really would. As an oppressor, I love oppressing. I get off so hard on being the oppressor, especially if it's you. So, mm. well, I give you permission to uh, please what, tread what, what, on what me. Say here. Yeah, oppress me, Daddy. Never mind. It's called let's let's pop about it. Whatever the fuck, let's pop about it's called it. Let's pop about let's it. Let's pop, Layton. Let's pop about it. Let's pop about it for me. Oh, is, oh wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, do Just we have a, a guest? Uh, we do. Who's not is this a critter down here? Uh, Show Jolene. the critter, coward. Okay, Jolene. I have to deal with this dog. Her name's Give me Jolene. One come here, Jolene. Come here. Come here. You have to sing it. You have to sing it, you Jolene, asshole. Jolene, 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 Jolene. There she goes. Please, please don't eat my shoes. Hold on. I'll be right <laughs> I'm just going to say this now. I know that the battle for the next 100 episodes is going to be, I am being put in a position where I have to fight for the legacy of what's popping. I don't want this, but I feel forced into it comedically because this segment cannot be called Let's Pop About It. I hate what's popping. But... I'm a traditionalist. That's what it's fucking called. We're not changing the name of the most iconic segment just because Miles is funny. God damn it. This is not the torch I wanted to carry, okay? I just want to make that clear before the next 100 episodes of this garbage. Hi, Brian. Jolene is, <laughs> I believe, a border collie. <laughs> Sorry, maybe just ripped a really... Did you just get <laughs> annihilated again? <laughs> maybe that... That's so bad, maybe. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened on this podcast. So this dog is very smart and can open door handles <laughs> and let herself downstairs into the basement <laughs> as she as she did as she did last time. So she's a big old sweetheart and has a lot of energy. I like the idea that she's Jurassic Park raptoring in to give you love. Oh. She can let herself out of the house. And <laughs> uh last time I was here. You know, I entered the house and I took off my shoes. Classic mistake because those shoes got it. <laughs> like they got ate hard. Uh -huh. And I still have tooth marks in the soles. Tooth marks on your soul. Yeah. Anyway, Layton, you were going to pop about something because this is the segment Let's Pop About It where we pop about it. What's pop? <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm marveling at 
the biological warfare that's coming out of my dog. It's pretty amazing. What's off about it for me is there's a video game that I've been playing called Fashion Dreamer mm-hmm. that is for Nintendo Switch. It is just barely a video game. It is you have a little character and you dress them up and you run into other characters and you dress them up and you make clothes. And if you like flash dress up games from the early aughts, as was my entire life for formative years of my life, it is the fucking dream. It rules. It is awesome. And the best part is that it's multiplayer and it is the most beautiful, generative, kind multiplayer I've ever experienced in a game because the only way you can communicate is by making people outfits and then giving them a thumbs up thank you. Uh, and so you, <laughs> you, you fill out a little form that says like, this is my name and my favorite color is black and my favorite pattern is floral and my favorite style is relaxed or whatever. You have a bunch of fields that you can fill in. And so you walk up to a random player and you see the outfit they're wearing and it'll tell you, here are these things. And then you make them an outfit and they get to see the outfit. And the first time somebody made me an outfit, I freaked out. I almost cried. I was just like, somebody made me a little outfit for my little guy. And it was really cute. And I am just having a blast playing it. It's the most chill little, just make clothes for your little guy and make clothes for other people's little guys. And it's precious. And if anybody wants to play the fashion dreamer with me, let me know. And if I'm going to recommend uh, What's Pop About It, Let's Pop it's, About it's It. It's called Let's Pop About It, yeah. Right, of course, as it's always been called. You look like you're in such pain right now with this dog's odor. <laughs> it's so bad. It is vile. And this bit funny. is also foul. A bit most foul. Name of the episode. A what? A bit most foul. Don't even start. I'm talking about that this bit that I that I'm doing. I'm not talking about oh, your you okay. would never do a bit. I am no, known I as the bit wouldn't. doer around here. I'm referring to my own fucking bit. Thank you very much. Anyway, what I'm gonna suggest a what's pop about it. Let's pop about it. Pairing such as, you know, a wine and a cheese. So if you're playing Fashion Dreamer and you're enjoying Fashion Dreamer, a great thing to do to also have on in the background. There's a YouTube channel called Dreading that is one of the many, you know, trial slash interrogation footage analysis channels and is a very good one. Mm -hmm. But they've recently released like 10 to 11 hours of a series covering the trial of Ezra McCandless, which is a thing that I had not heard much about and is nuts. Boy, this is like a Jody Arias 2.0. Holy fuck. And it's great. And I've listened to every single one of those videos as I've been playing Fashion Dreamer. And I just got to say the cutesy little clothing plus horrible murder manipulation. Super good. Love it. Great. So I've popped about it once. Yeah, I'd like to pop about it now. <laughs> okay, um, the, the thing I'd like to pop about is, now look, I was resistant to this. I was reluctant to see it. I heard Tom Sharpling say it was awesome. And then my family watched it. I'm talking about the Cruella movie. Oh, yeah. Starring Emma Stone. And it's pretty great. I really enjoyed it. All it's right. too long, for sure, uh, because it's a movie in 2023. And all movies are too long now. But I thought Emma Stone was amazing. Love Paul Walter Hauser, who's in it. Just a lot of really fun stuff. Emma Thompson, incredible, always. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I would highly recommend it. Audrey enjoyed it, wow. but Rachel and I enjoyed it more. 
That's nice. Yeah. I like when that happens. Does Audrey have interest in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? No, because she hates scary things like that. Well, she's curious about it because she hears about it. Yeah. But there's no way she would want to see it. I'm looking forward to watching it. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'm sorry that I pivoted away from Cruella. I was just like, oh, movies for children. <laughs> no. it's Well, the other thing is I didn't remember. I can't even tell you the last time I saw any Dalmatian-related film whether it be the original animated one or the live action ones or whatever the fuck they're doing with them now. Right. So uh, I didn't really remember the plot, except this lady wants to kill a bunch of dogs and make a coat out of their tender, delicious skin. But that's not really relevant to the movie. There are some references dropped to it. Okay. But I enjoyed it. Emma Stone, she's great. I don't know what else to tell you. Like she, I think I she's really, really good. I'm excited about watching her in The Curse. Me too. And I have often liked her performances. I don't know if I've been impressed by her performances. I was very impressed by her performance. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, she's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, like, I felt I felt like that watching so. The Favorite, I guess. That was my big Emma Stone moment. I haven't seen that one, yeah. You didn't see The Favorite? No. You're behind on your Yorgos Lanthimos, bro. I am. In fact, I think the only one I've seen is the the lobster. Wow, that's like my least favorite Yorgo. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, when we were at Halloween Horror Nights and they were telling us that we were about to go into a building that has a bunch of like Blumhouse props and they were like, they have all of the animatronics that were used in Five Nights at Freddy's and I, stoned out of my goddamn mind, lifted my arms and went, yeah! And I just, I can't... I can't take that back. I don't know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't fucking care. But I was so excited. To have an adult be like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, that is so late. That is so funny. An adult who has never played the games and holds a general disdain for them. It's only excited about seeing the movie because I want... I want to do horrible things to Matthew Lillard, especially now that he's old and gross. That is the mm. one reason I'm watching this and I can't fucking wait. That's my five minute. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Great. All right. Uh, our next segment, Layton, do you want to introduce it? Welcome to our final segment, which is called Peaches and Lemons, which is a three-part gratitude exercise and one-part petty grousing and has always been called Peaches and Lemons and is not changing anytime soon. The theme song goes Well, why would it? Why would we change any segments? The theme song goes here. Peaches and Lemons. Great. That was the theme song for Peaches and Lemons that we all love so much. Would be a shame if it, it ever changed. It would. Let's each start with a lemon, which is the thing that's fucking annoying. Would you like to go first? Yeah, at a 7 a.m. flight and I'm tired. That's my lemon. End of story. Great. I like, I like getting to places early, but unfortunately that means you often have to leave very early. Are you doing and, LAX? Oh. LAX to, I discovered actually, yes, LAX sucks everything, but here's my new LAX hack, which I have actually employed to good effect many times. You can book parking at LAX directly through LAX and they have an economy lot that is like, if you're away for like a week, it's cheaper than taking an Uber both ways and you pre-book. 
So Ooh. I have been booking this economy lot for you not. Know, I wouldn't do it if I was going on tour or something, but for like a week or less trip. Yeah. Book the lot. It was a super fast shuttle right to the airport. Very, very easy to use. And the same cost as an Uber, you know, round trip from where. I would appreciate I that also because if I leave like that, Aaron and Susie let me park in their driveway because if I leave it here, it will get stolen or get tickets because of street sweeping because yeah. LA fucking rules. Yeah. The main thing about just the, the long rideshare rides to and from the airport are just the the conversation. I don't want to have that conversation. I'm sorry. I like talking to people. I genuinely do. Not pre and post flight. I just don't want to do it. Honestly, I feel like in the past couple of years, nobody talks anymore, which I'm grateful for. It has gotten better, yeah. Just a companionable silence. It's yep. nice. My lemon is that I think I spent 80% of November being sick with one ailment or another. Oh. It has been so deeply depressing and stressful. And now it's December and that was the whole Depressful month. Depressful. And I'm still not 100%, which is great because we're staring down the barrel of seasonal affective depression. And boy, is it fucking coming. So feeling great about that. Now it's time for peaches, which are things that are good. I will go first. First one, because we already talked about it. LA Comic Con. It was really fun to hang out with Jory and it was fun to do a panel. Peach number two, I finished my Christmas shopping yesterday. I did most of it a couple of weeks ago, but I finished it yesterday because wow. I always... I'm a little late. Usually my rule is it all needs to be done before December. Cause I wow. don't really, cause oh. I don't I don't want to think about if it. I, I also no. I also six months in advance will know exactly what I'm getting everyone. So wow. I love Trey picking cool. gifts. That is so fun. I did you say Trey Cool? I did. He's my favorite musician. <laughs> no relation to Magnifique? No, they're spelled totally different. <laughs> Trey Magnifique is T-R-E-Y. Trey Cool is T-R-E accent on the E. Ah, uh, of course. That was a stupid mistake I'm going to make. Anyway, I it love picking out gifts. Was. I don't actually care about... Not to say that I don't care about like things that people have gotten for me. That's really nice. It's not. I'm not like, oh boy, present. Like I'm fine if I get a pile of dirt or nothing. I'm cool with it. I just like picking and giving things because it's really fun for me. Same. And I... I'm excited to give you your thing, especially oh. because it's so stupid. <laughs> and there was another thing that I was going to get you that I'll tell you what it was. I want you to know how hard I tried to find a uh -huh. record of McGruff the Crime Dog. There is one that is oh, available, exist, but, but think, it is not right? the good one. It is not the good one. And I did yeah. not want to do anything less than the good one. And then I was like, I could get him like a plush because there are a lot of plushes. And I was like, that's not the same. I wanted to give him crack and cocaine. The oh, record, you know. That would have been amazing. But I don't think they pressed it on vinyl. That's so fucked up because they have the other one. It's on eBay. I, yeah. I set up eBay alerts so I would know. Wow, look at you. I know, right? I'm so great. But yeah, the thing that I got you is fucking awesome. Oh, I'm excited. And same for what I got your wife and your child. Which, the way that I said it makes it sound like a threat. Which, sure it is. It's a, of it's, a, it's a thread of cheer. And at least it's not mystery bagels this time. I got one for you, and I got one for you, and I got one for you. Who wants theirs? <laughs> Yours is coming. Yeah. And then my final peach is that because I missed Thanksgiving, my upstairs neighbors who are incredible, who I 
have known since I moved here. So like six years and who I've gotten closer to over the years, every year they do a Friendsgiving. And their Friendsgiving was the night of the second, which was when I did the Comic-Con. And I was like, there's no way I can do both of these things, but there's no way for me to avoid it because they will see we come home and go inside. So I sucked it up and I went to the Friendsgiving and it was fucking awesome. It was... I can't stress enough how it could not be a cooler group of people who I have now known for years that are like all of their closest friends who are my friends now, I guess. And also that everybody is so fucking good at cooking that it was just like, mm. I want wanted to sit there and weep oh, instead awesome. of turkey. It was two roast ducks. Oh, I hadn't shit. had duck that in rolls. like a decade and it was so good. I love duck. There was like an arugula salad that was amazing. It had like a little pomegranate. What do they call them? I, I want to say areolas. I know that's not what they're called. The what? Seeds. There's a word for the like pips of it. I forget what it is. It's like aerols, A-E-R-I-L-S, I think. Oh, okay. I can cool. be made. Will you fact that. check me on that? Name for pomegranate seeds. Aerols. That's A-R-I-L-S. fucking right, baby. Okay, that you is got it. Right. Nice. Anyway, it had that in it. The most important part is that there was a delicious thing in it that I thought was tomatoes, but it was persimmon. Oh, shit. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. It was delicious. It was amazing. Why doesn't every salad have fucking persimmon in it? Anyway, there was a beautiful sweet potato casserole with the little marshmallows. We had Brussels sprouts. We had just a variety of things. I brought a box of a dozen classic Lay's Krispy Kreme donuts because I guess I am designated donut ringer at these things now. But like at the end of the night, I was one of the last people there because I live here, obviously. And let me tell you, it's really nice to be at a party and to be able to go shit in your own toilet and then come back. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. I I got to see my old neighbors who moved recently, and it was really great to see them again. I miss having them here. Were those the ones with the tattoos? Yes, indeed. My very cool goth neighbors. It was great to catch up with them. But the the real shit is that everybody was so full that nobody touched the dessert table. So all of us last ones, they were like, please fill up a plate and bring it home or it's going in the trash. So I got a bunch of donuts. I got some like mochi cake. The real star of the show is that some absolute champion made these little individual cakes and it's chocolate cake with a passion fruit cream on top. Mm. I cannot stress to you how good this is. I took a couple of bites and I was like, I can't eat this all right now because I need to know that it is in my fridge waiting for me. I've never like had a passion fruit thing that I was really like, wow. And I would never have guessed. Never done much. Chocolate cake with a passion fruit. It's so fucking good. It's so good. And I need to harass them until they get me the fucking recipe. Anyway, that's my three peaches. I've just been like ranting this whole episode. So please do, do your things. What are your peaches? Okay. Peach number one, and this is a big one. We got a new couch. You did? The old white couch, which we'd had for more than seven years, is no more and has been replaced by a sleek new grayish one, which I like a lot. Yeah. Good for you. Couches are expensive. They ain't cheap, but- It's stupid. uh, I think we got a good one. It's stupid. Okay, good. I was thinking about how much a couch is several thousand dollars. And I was like, oh, no, I've paid more than this for a laptop, which has lasted me less time. So it's actually And also how much time you spend sitting on a couch or being around a couch or putting things onto the couch. It's an investment. And this one gets heavy use. So nice new couch. You'll see it when you're over next. Hell yeah. Peach number two, I was a part of the Thankmas event. (laughs) You were. I was. I, as Trey Magnifique, got on stage with Ben Schwartz and Sean and wow. we, I accompanied on music and it was really fun. 
seemed to go well from what I heard people say. I had a great time. I couldn't hear a word anyone was saying on stage, which makes it hard to accompany improv, but yeah, such that's life. fucking awesome, dude. Yes. It was very nice. I was thrilled to be there. It was nice to be asked and it was great to meet Ben. I'm a big fan. He's an awesome guy and a really great comedian. Wow. Yeah. So I miss Sean. Cool. I haven't seen Sean in a while. There were so many great people. The, the other part of it was I got to see people I hadn't seen in a while. Got to hang out with Matt Pat for a little bit, who is such a sweetheart. I saw him. I saw Brent. Uh, I saw, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just lots of people. Ethan, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, I see Ethan and Aaron pretty regularly, but like, yeah. just nice to see people I haven't seen at all. Jarvis was there. Got to see Jarvis. Oh, uh, awesome. Who's the nicest guy in the world. Like, just so many good people with good vibes. Hell yeah. And Brent. So that was really cool. Yeah, Brent. Uh, my final peach is so there's a restaurant in London called St. John, which was like one of the, if I understand correctly, one of the restaurants at the forefront of what they call nose to tail eating, where you like, oh, yeah, eat all the animal, right? I don't ever remember signing up for a St. John email list, but apparently I did. <laughs> Because the last time I even could have eaten in this restaurant was eight years ago. We went there for, as far as I know, I've only went there once. That was for my 40th birthday. And I got an email from them last Thursday. Not me, but it was just their mailing list. Subject, they are here. I'm going to read you this email. <laughs> okay. This is maybe my favorite type of email where I cannot tell to what extent they are doing a bit here. So I'm going to read All this right. email I got from the St. John restaurant. Okay. They are here. Today is the day. At long last, our counters heave with golden fruit-rich pies, and the delicious scent of spice steeps our whitewashed walls in warmth. At our bakeries, brown paper bags bulge, slipped into totes, pockets, and bicycle baskets to reach eager hands at home. Crumbs, this is a parenthetical, crumbs brushed from jumper at the threshold, dash. There is one fewer pie in the bag than when you set out, and parenthetical. At our restaurants, the pies fly out hot on clotted cream-heaped plates. Clotted cream-heaped has two uh, hyphens in it. A glass of cold Madeira alongside. At every St. John establishment, the pies have arrived. The festive season has truly begun. People who have a seasonal passion for mince pies, Fergus among them, knows that it is vital to have a sufficient quantity to truly sate that annual need. They also know the bitter disappointment of an empty counter when someone else has made off with that sufficient quantity, leaving them with none at all. This horror is avoidable, even for those of you who have lengthy daybreak meetings or who need an extra hour in bed after festive revelries the night before, or whose children have refused to be dressed and eat their porridge, or whose early trains have been canceled. These vicissitudes may prevent you from attending whilst shelves are still piled high, but the pies will still be yours by clicking our pre-order button below, allowing you to guarantee the plenitude of pies that you require. <laughs> you may be decking the halls in readiness for a whirlwind of hosting, raucous drinks parties, and lavish dinners, or you may be drawing the curtains in anticipation of intimate kitchen gatherings and fireside tete-a-tetes. Whatever the season ahead holds, your stores and cellars must be stocked in readiness. And we have delights for every eventuality. Anyway, this goes on for <laughs> several more paragraphs. Wow. I don't know and what you mean by are they doing a bit. That's just how the British talk. It's all like that, right? Well, 
it's not not like that, which is the source <laughs> of my confusion. Like, to me, this screams tongue in cheek. Oh, yeah. The alliteration didn't give it away. Our whitewashed walls. There's, there's a version of this where someone is just taking this very seriously, and this is how they write. What I like about this, or earnestly, is that it is hard to tell which is which. Is there a conclusion of this that you're, that you're building up to or going to read, or is that it? No, no. I, I mean, it's just that sustained aura of dread that permeates this email <laughs> that you might not get your fucking pies or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's serious business. The reason, if anybody was watching the video version and saw me grimace intensely, I was really swept away in these images of clotted cream. <laughs> and then maybe oh, I like clotted cream. The worst of all. And it ruined the entire thing as you're describing this like beautiful, magical bounce. <laughs> God, I wish that was me. I want to be yeah, that guy. I want to be pies. that pie, question mark. I do like a tiny glass of wine. Look at that teeny glass <laughs> of wine. I like his little glasses. That's how you know that somebody is satisfied in their life when they are around food and have little glasses. Look at Andrew Zimmern. The smaller yeah. the glasses, the bigger the life satisfaction. I'm not wearing glasses, but that mm. doesn't... Oh, God, maybe. Jesus. <laughs> This is so funny. You know how funny this is, right? It's not funny to me. It's not funny anymore. Are you well, this okay? is what you get, Leighton, for starting off talking about shitting. The dog picked up on your shit vibe. And <laughs> I mean, she's always, she's always picking up on my shit vibes. I know what she's trying to do. She's trying to put her t- hands on the table, which is really cute. And she does it normally, but mm-hmm. I cannot have the rear end anywhere near me. Yeah. No. What a what a disgusting monster you keep. <laughs> she is awful. Was that all your peaches? Yeah, that this was ep- it. Episode over, so I can take her outside and expel this demon from her body. This episode is over. Next week, we'll get into our best of twenty twenty three. We will. It's time for yes. a God honoring Christmas clip show. First of all, a please tell us what your favorite bits from this year were. Please now, do our jobs like now, for now's us. Now's the chance. Like, right yeah. now, like now, now. Come to the live show also. Come to the live show on December 14th. My ego cannot take it if that room is not full. It's not going to be full, but hopefully we also, can get Brian, more people there. Also, Brian, this is I'm telling you, I was supposed to send the email for that neon sign, and then I got really sick, and I didn't do it, and I forgot about that's it. Fine. So we will not have a new neon sign, but I'm really upset about it. So that's uh, me telling that's you fine. that. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm over it. Anyway, th- it'll be a fun show. Please come. Tickets at... It's going to be great. Where do you get them, Brian? Bitly. Bit.ly. The only Slash. bit I've ever done is a bit.ly. I forget who came up with that joke, but I like it. Bit.ly slash LN, lowercase LN, 200. <laughs> LN 200. Look at this fucking dog right now. Look at that now. little farter. It's just it's like only her eyebrows visible. It's truly she's abhorrent. Farting. Uh, but yeah, when we uh, pop at you next, it'll be the best of the year, which will be a two-parter as always. Yes, with a little bit of commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And thanks for supporting the show through another great year. We promise to release more middling podcasting content of the new year. Uh, happy happy Christ- promise. Happy Christmas and whatever, you know, I hope... You don't have to hear too much Christmas music. That's my hope for you. Especially if you like it. I hope you're deprived. Wow. 
Well, the end of this one really fell off a cliff here. So <laughs> as do they uh, all. Except, did you hear last week's episode? Why would I listen to the show if I didn't have yeah. to? No, I, I haven't listened to it yet. Listen to it, especially the very end when we okay. throw to Audrey for some parting words. From what I did hear, she does need to take my job because, Jesus, she's crushing it. Well, she did bring a certain enthusiasm to the position that has been somewhat lacking in some cases. But I will say that enthusiasm also led to about 10 minutes of the episode getting cut out where we were like, honey, you have to settle down. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was very excited some of to be that. a part of it. I sent you a uh, a catastrophic bit failure. Uh, and not, because not I'm a me, good friend, I will not lord this particular bit failure over you in any way. Oh, oh, I just, oh, 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 well, I this just bit failure was 100% not my fault. Know. Oh, it was not my fault. I will say nothing no. because I'm a good friend and I respect the okay. code of silence and that it was very funny and you got your fucking just desserts, Brian Wecht. Ha ha! All right, I need to take my dog to shit because I cannot okay. stand this anymore. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com. <laughs>